Well, hello there and welcome to the lucky number 13, the Christmas 2013 episode of your much-beloved Hot Toy Cast. The jingly, sparkly and altogether goodwill podcast where you lift up your Santa hats and use yours to listen and learn about all things high and collectible action figures from the likes of Hot Toys, Enterbay, Ace3 Toys and Sideshow Collectibles, plus many more. My name is Master Eamon O'Donoghue, also known as Eamon on Toy Boards. My name is Master Jeff Parker, also known as Wookster in certain places on this universe. This is Michael Crawford, known as Michael Crawford most everywhere. Uh, and I'm Master James Dovel, also known as Jack Sparrow. Yeah. Welcome, gentlemen. Welcome to our Christmas episode. It being the season of joy, we have a lot of joyfully good toys to be talking about. So let's get this little Christmassy shindiggy started. Little jingle bells ringing in the background there. And let's start off actually appropriately. It's because he's kind of Christmassy. Jorel is kind of Christmassy, isn't he? Hot toys, he, Jarrell. He's kind of he, Christmassy. He looks kind of festive the way he's dressed. There's something. Yeah, he's he's a bit festive, and I don't know. There's something about Superman and Christmas because I obviously saw Superman a lot when I, it was on at Christmas time when I was a kid and stuff like mm. that. So he kind of had that kind of kind of association and stuff like that. So who has Jarrell amongst us, then, gentlemen? Have we all got it? I don't, by the way, but I know I know most of you guys do. <laughs> I don't. You don't. I, I do. I don't. I, do. I, don't I, do I think I know Mike does because yep, I already. Yep, yep, I certainly do. Viewers oh. up on Facebook. Okay, then, Mike. Well, do you want to take us away, then, Mike? What um, sure. Jarrell's been out for a little while, but he's kind of an interesting figure because. You know, there's a. Uh, we've talked about prices going up lately. Yeah. And and this guy came in what, what around two ten, two twenty. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. And um, two nineteen to be exact. Yeah, and we're, we've talked about how prices are going up. Now, Jor-El has perhaps, in my opinion, one of the nicest sculpts we've seen from Hot Toys, at least this year. I mean, it's just, it, it really, I think, looks like Russell Crowe. And again, it's got all the texture and realism that we expect. You know, they've set the bar so high that um, sometimes it's hard for them to even match their own quality. Mm-hmm. But they, they definitely surpassed it this time, I think. And the paint's beautiful. Again, like always, their production paint somehow, you know, they've got that deal with the devil that allows them to do stuff that just nobody else seems to be able to quite do on the flip side you're not getting jack beyond that you know really i mean you're getting a gun and a couple of hands um and you know a non-removable costume yeah the funny little skull the codex uh, which i think you know if you look at the at the uh all the promos i don't think the codex was listed in any of the promos was it it's not no i'm looking at the so i think they threw it in later knowing that you know <laughs> it's a bit yeah. light here in the box. So, you know, it's it's a kind of a conundrum. It's a great-looking figure. It's going to go great with Zod and, and, and Superman. But it's really hard to justify that kind of price point. Now, another thing that it has that I think is worth noting is it's got that, uh, while the base is obviously Superman, uh, you know, specific in terms Big of the base. Big base, that too, isn't it? It's mm, got the metal rod that screws into the base. It's the new style flying pose, you know, one that they're yeah. selling for like 30 bucks with a, with a non-specific uh, bottom to it. Yeah. So this one's got the specific Superman bottom, but it's that style of new base, which is kind of cool. I mean, it's a nice base. It'll go great with Superman. I don't know if they're going to include one with him this way or not. Uh, but if they don't, at least you got uh, this one to, to pose Superman. It's very yeah. big, so it is. It's very big. What happened to you there, James, in the background? There's a catch-up on your head or something. <sighs> My phone just went off for some crazy reason. <laughs> oh, that's okay. Don't worry about it. Sorry, <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. That's okay. That's Superman base. Uh, the, 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 the base in drill, it's bloody huge, isn't this? I mean, it's... It's larger than most, but that's because, again, it's, it's, it's wide because it wants to give you the opportunity to do whatever kind of flying, leaping, jumping poses you want. It wants to make sure it's got that stable base. You know, yeah. you couldn't do it with the little round ones. Could, do you get a little round base with him? No, that's the only base you get. Oh, uh, mm-hmm. all right, okay. All right. See, see, I wouldn't be able to fit that in my cabinet now at that, that size. So what do you think, too- Jeff? 
I'm I'm pretty impressed, as you say, but the sculpt is is pretty amazing. It is absolutely spot on. There's there's no two ways about that. Uh, and like you said, you know, the paint is up there with the best they do. Um, I really like the outfit. I love the way they they've handled all the kind of the sculpted elements on the on the S on the chest and the uh, and the way it kind of integrates into the material. <clears throat> After one of the first things I did was kind of semi undress him because I saw that they've they've given him that kind of neoprene kind of suit right up underneath. Yeah. Um, which is you know incredible attention to detail. And soon you're never going to see it. Um, but it's just, it's almost like I, I wish they hadn't done that right up underneath because as I, I, I know Mike sort of commented on these uh, when I had a quick look at his review was that it kind of hampers uh, some of the mobility. Um, and that is true, particularly because you know he's wearing a tight fitting what in effect is like a, a long robe. Um, which means that his legs are kind of limited in how much they can move. Um, but yeah, on the whole, I was just you know very impressed by by the quality of it. I do like that new stand. Um, I mean, something else I'll chuck in here. I, th I think you received one as well, Mike. It was one of the Hot Toys kind of Christmas presents they sent out this year, which was a a stand as well, which is in the same style. It's got one of those kind of heavy duty kind of metal rods. This this was uh, to promote their new secret base uh, shop. But again, it's it's a it's a nice feature, particularly nice for like people who like to take um, kind of action pose photography, particularly ones um, where you've got like a flying figure. I thought that was a, a nice thing to, uh, to include, so I certainly hope they do include one of the Superman one. Um, but again, as Mike said, the price is, they're just creeping ever northwards. And um, I, I have heard people suggest that it's something to do with the fact that it is Russell Crowe and the fact that apparently his people demanded some large royalties. If that's true, I don't know. Um, but it's certainly, uh, I certainly hope this isn't a trend where, you know, we're going to be seeing figures that are not DX, going for DX prices. Yeah, I mean, we saw that happening with, um, obviously, the, the, the 1960s Batman license, and that license was just so expensive, so therefore, the figures are madly expensive. Yeah. If, if we're starting to have actors dictating their own little likeness deals now, it's like, oh, well, my goodness. I mean, yeah. do... Is there? I mean, I wonder how does it work for other other Jarrell figures or other companies who've worked who's, who've done Jarrell figures and like the statues, the Kota Bakuyas and 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 the yeah the the um, what are those called the, the well I, I know play imaginative guys yeah I know usually the play arts you know, guys uh, yeah I know usually no, a, a movie house you know when they get an actor to sign up part of the deal is that you know they have the rights to do merchandising now a lot of the time obviously when you're talking like small kind of Hasbro figures, likeness isn't so much of an issue because you know they're not really kind of um, using yeah. the actor's likeness as a dead-on thing. So I don't know whether it's a special remit within that. You know that if you want to use my likeness, uh, you know you have to pay extra bucks. Because I know some actors just refuse point blank to let their uh, to let their face be uh, mm. to be used. So yeah, but you know they used Russell Crowe for the Mattel, you know. Six-inch Jor-El right. looks yeah. just like him, so right. I have a hard time. Yeah, that sounds like somebody's reaching for you know a reason why this particular figure would be so expensive. Yeah. I'm just yeah. hoping that we don't see this, you know, continue like Jeff said. How does this? Price the same... this... Go, go, sorry, James, go ahead. Uh, sorry, uh, oh. there were the same rumors back with the Jack Nicholson um, for the DX89 Joker as yeah. well, because he was kind of a little bit more pricey and didn't come with much. So I remember people saying back then, like, oh, it's because Jack Nicholson's likeness costs so much. And I never knew if there was any truth to it or not. I always figured there wasn't. Yeah, it's probably more of an urban myth amongst toy collectors. I Just trying to, trying to justify how much money we're spending. How much, <laughs> how much is the price of Jarrell compared to Superman? Is it the same? Oh, do you know that's a very sure. that, that that's a very that's a very good uh, a good, good uh, idea actually. I will punch that in actually and check it out, Man of Steel. And yeah, I'm not sure on that. If my computer would actually wake up. 
I mean, there are some, you know, there are some figures where, you know, the prices obviously are creeping up from their expensive licenses. But, I mean, like, for example, now we're going to be talking later about the mechanic, Tony Stark, and he comes with a ton of stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, which is, like, really nicely detailed accessories, you know, pretty much everything you could wish see, it's, it's, for from those kind of scenes in the movie. <clears throat> you see, it's very odd now that Ma- Man of Steel is 199 He's 199 bucks, whereas Jarrell is 220 bucks. Yeah. Why is that? Is it because Drell's got maybe more? Because maybe Drell's got like the same undersuit as Superman, but then stuff something on top. Well, let's mm-hmm. not forget production numbers either. We don't know what those are, ah, and I can guarantee yeah. you they're going to make a whole lot more Supermans, and they're going to make yeah. a Jor-El. Right. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Cool, cool. Sorry, Jeff. You were you were saying? Uh, I was, and I've completely lost my track of train of thought. Oh, sorry. Um, <laughs> that's, that's no problem. No, no, I was just talking about accessories, and it's like Mike said. You know, basically, we get some kind of weird um, kind of Kryptonian rifle, and uh, and and the uh, the little skull, and and some hands, and that's pretty much it. But um, I, I, having seen the movie, obviously, as we all have. There's, no, I can't think of many other things you could actually really give him. Um, whereas, you know, when we get to uh, to Zod, I, I think there's going to be a. The, 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 the chance, you know, there's a lot more stuff that is just available to kind of like equip him with. Well, he's a far more substantial figure as well as he with all the Absolutely, armor and the yeah. bits and bows. And we hope he comes with the kind of glassy bits and stuff like that. Mm. Let's just hope they bring on a Fiora. That's what I want. I want a Fiora mm. and her glass mask because she looks the bomb. <laughs> okay, then. So, uh, on to our, quickly on to our next video because we've actually got a, quite a lot of reviews to get through today, chaps. So, we'll have to mm. like bomb through them and stuff like that. We've got other discussions as well to get through. So, let's quick, quickly nip into a review of the Mime Joker. This is the this is the other Joker figure. This is the this is from the 1989 uh, movie as well, and this is this is the mime version. Yeah. He did it with this pen. It's your uncle Bingo, <laughs> and that's that whole scene where he miraculously fires an arrow, def- defying all laws of aerodynamics, and it goes straight into a a, ga- a fat guy's jugular. So there you go. All right, then. So who has this among us, then, gentlemen? The Joker 89 mime figure. I do indeed. You do, Mike. Do yeah. you have it? Yep, I have it. Why don't you start, Jeff? Uh, yeah, sure, sure. Um, again, it's this is a figure that when it first when it was first announced, it really just kind of came out of nowhere. I think because um, you know everybody was really pleased when the eighty nine license kind of was was announced, and then they uh, they obviously said they were going to be following it up with um, with uh, the second Tim Burton Batman film. Uh, so everybody's still kind of waiting feverishly to see uh, sort of Catwoman and the Penguin and, and the and yeah. the revised Batsuit. Um, but then th- this just literally came out of nowhere. I was, I was, I think I was, as, you know, more surprised by this figure than a lot of stuff that's come out from Hot Toys. Um, and when I looked at it, I was kind of like, you know, is this is this a really good idea? Because you know, there's there's so many other kind of figures that we're we're waiting for. Um, but I have to say, I absolutely love it. It's just got such a really cool look. I think it is because of that kind of uh, duotone uh, kind of color scheme that it's got going on. Uh, the sculpt is beautiful. It, I think that what they've done is basically pretty much used the first one, but they've just changed the kind of mouth expression. Uh, but again, all the texture in there is just like beautifully kind of rendered, and the, and the paintwork is uh, again because it's, this is a guy wearing makeup. You think it's going to be easier, but to get a guy to look like a real guy that is wearing makeup. Uh, as we know from seeing the you know the the, the Nolan uh, Joker figures, is 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 no mean feat, and they they've really carried that off beautifully. Um, and the other thing that's lovely about DX figures is that we normally get a lot of accessories. Now with this one, he's not quite as heavy. He's certainly not as heavy as uh, as the first Joker, who had pretty much everything you could wish for. Um, but yeah, on the whole, I'm impressed. I like the little diorama. I like the steps that are, that you can pose him on. Um, but again, I, I suppose at the end of the day, it's just that question of how essential is he going to be to people. Yeah. Um, certainly not as essential as the uh, as the as the kind of the, the, the classic colourful Joker. Um, but but yeah, what, what were your thoughts, Mike? 
Uh, well, yeah, as a, as a psycho Batman fan, you know, he was necessary for um, yeah. me. Uh, I will admit, you're right, a Catwoman, a Penguin, uh, there's some other figures that we'd love to have from the, from the 89 on uh, the Burton flicks. But <clears throat> this is a, is a gorgeous figure. You're right, the grayscale, the black-white tone is mm. really sets him apart um, and makes him very interesting on the shelf. Uh, they did do a nice job, even though they reused the sculpt, they did a nice job doing that in a way that wasn't too obvious. I did notice on this one, and on the, the we're going to talk about the T-800 uh, DX mm-hmm. here in a few, um, that both of them, the pur- with the with the purrs, um, yep. that the hairline on neither of mine is nearly as well hidden as it has been on and some of the other past, even like the other Joker. Oh, right. Um, like that last Joker, the original one, you couldn't, if you didn't know it was there, you weren't going to find it. Um, yeah. This one I had some gapping on, and then on the on the the T eight hundred, I noticed that like the the hair from the front of the head kind of sticks up and back over the gap, and mm. and you actually can feel it. And it's really obvious. So I'm hoping that that doesn't start to be a trend where they're having trouble getting that fit to be as as good. Um, on on as your T eight hundred, did you find that with the um the kind of the slightly more damaged head, there was a, a better fit? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, the more damaged head, the fit was better than the, the yeah. less damaged head, which is mm, that's odd, isn't it? And, yeah. and of course, yeah. one's the purrs and one's the light up feature, right? Yeah, that's right. So I don't know if that has any effect on the interior, how they how they structured the interior, My, but yeah. I mean, I know we're swapping uh, figures here, but I, I, I was really impressed with the fact that even though it was uh, the one with the light up, I still has one. The other eye moves as well. Oh, really? Yeah, that was very cool. Cool. Yep. Oh, the light up eye doesn't move from side to side, do it? Does it? No, that, the light up eye doesn't move. That'd be cool. <laughs> 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 that'd be ambitious. Bit yeah. of an engineering nightmare, that I'd imagine. <laughs> but back to Mime Joker. Yeah, he looks great. He's going to look great on the shelf. Uh, it, it, it's nice because you got the the Batmobile, so you can you know kind of put the other Joker with the Batman and the Batmobile over there, and this Joker can be off maybe with a Joker through the ages sort of display mm. um, in six scale. That's what I'm hoping for. Now we just need a sixty six Joker. Yeah. I mean that that looks like a brand new face sculpt to me, uh, rather than uh, kind of a uh, uh, recycling. No, I think it, I think Jeff's right. I think they've they've altered the. If you hold the yeah. two of them together, um, it looks pretty. Really, it, it's really noticeable in the hair around the ears. Yeah. You know the way it's <clears throat> layered over the ears and uh, and and some of the wrinkles around the eyes. It looks like they've just they've which is not uncommon, right? To reuse. Yeah. Because it's like I'm looking at his, his the, the 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 kind of extra flesh around his jawline and around his neck and stuff. That that seems a little heavier set than the other ones. Or am I wrong there? Yeah, I think it's pretty much from the kind of nose down where they've kind yeah. of re-sculpted. Yeah, they had to adjust that whole because right, it's okay. so extreme. Or... Yeah. I wonder how they managed to do that process. Would they slice the clay in half, or what would they do? To, or just maybe just use a thingy and clay over? You'd, you'd, again, you'd I, I would. I would imagine they, you know, the, the when the original one is cast, they would probably make a mold, reset that in uh, in wax or some kind of uh, something that's sculpting, yeah. sculptable, mm-hmm. and they could literally just rework the mouth. That's true. Yeah, yeah, good call. Actually, what what do you think of this figure, James? Uh, I think it's awesome. I don't have him. Would you be interested? Unfortunately, in uh, I am kind of interested. Jeff and I were chatting a bit about it before, and I asked him if it was any good, and he was like, "It's awesome." Yeah. Pretty much. So now, like, I kind of really want to get my hands on it. I I committed a like an egregious sin um, by not having the the regular eighty nine Joker either. So. Oh, that's bad. That's bad. Has Has yeah. that figure gone particularly crazy on the on the on the gray markets? It doesn't seem like it. So yeah. I think I'll be able to pick him up still. Yeah. Um, and I really need to. Yeah. 
I think I love I love the steps on this. I love I love the whole platform, the whole the way the the steps are kind of painted and stuff like that. It, yeah, I mean, it, I think if it's definitely kind of the figure. I think that it's also the kind of figure that you could potentially give to someone who's not necessarily have hot toys before. It's just it's mm. just it has a certain kind of other quality about it that you could give it to someone else who maybe is a fan of Jack Nicholson or something like that but you, you could present them with this and not necessarily be a Batman fan I mean it could just be a mime fan it could be the fan of the mime the guy from like you know Looney Tunes or whatever it was uh, that yeah. today on mime time Back yeah no it's, as you say it's just a really it's a really sort of cool centerpiece if, you know if you had a home got, got a friend with a, a home cinema system and you know you had the money that you were you actually wanted to treat them to something like yeah, this yeah. then yeah I think it, it does kind of like stand up well as uh, something that would just be uh, just a cool thing to have. I tell you, I'd love to have disposable income to get, uh, give people just like a, a hot toy for Christmas. Here, absolutely, <laughs> wouldn't it be great? Yeah. <laughs> All right, then. But that, that's 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 our generous nature. You see, that's that's just the kind of guys that we are. If we had millions, millions of dollars. Okay, on to the next. <laughs> or one, you could think of it like we're we're passing out crack, right? Exactly. Because <laughs> once you get one, well, there's no, I, I there's have, no getting f- one and going. Oh, this is nice. I only need one. <laughs> I, I, I have I have an old friend that I've known since I was at junior school, a guy called Richard, and uh, and he he saw on my Facebook page a couple of the reviews I've done for. First of all, I think it was one of the Terminator figures, and uh, and sure enough, he like you know contacted me on Facebook and said, hey, you know what are these things like? I said, oh, you know, they're amazing, and uh, he, he hates me now because he bought that, and I think he's probably got about thirty figures now. And oh, he's just, like, there you go. <laughs> get him into the habit pushers. That's what we are pushing. Yeah, plastic right. crack. Shall we move on to another Batman, and we can mm. cover cover another Batman on him, which is from the Dark Knight Rises. This is the quarter scale Batman. Mm-hmm. This is uh, which we touched on briefly on the last episode because I had him, but I'll be I'm dying to hear what each of your individual thoughts because I know all three of you have this guy. So, uh, James, why don't you take it away on this one first? You 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 have this guy. Oh uh, yeah. Have... Sorry. You said something last week that you were kind of a little bit bored of him, though, weren't you? Like, on the last episode, you were a little bored of him now, though, weren't you? It was weird. You just didn't... Um, I got him, and it just didn't strike me right away, for right. some reason, um, how good the figure was. And it took me... It just took me a while to get him out of the package. It took me a whole day, actually, <laughs> to open it the entire way. I set him down for a day and didn't go back. And then the next day, I came back to him and finished opening him up, putting the base together, and getting him displayed. And, and now I love it. Uh, but for whatever reason, for that 24 hours, I just couldn't be asked to do anything. <laughs> so, um, Might have just cut you in a funny mood or something. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what it was, but I love him. The Bruce Wayne head sculpt is, like, incredible. Mm. Um, all the accessories are really great. I love the way the purrs work um, with just the single... Uh, Joysticks, if you will, mm-hmm. for each eye. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't know what else to say. He's just the costumes are really, really good. Uh, everything about him is just awesome. Mm-hmm. And, and since I have the inner bay too, it like um, I can pose them next to each other, and it works really, really well. Um, Which do you think, in your opinion, uh, is um, the one that holds up better? The the, the hot toys or the inner bay? I don't know. It's it's hard to answer. I think it comes down to like which costume you like better, really. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. And I like this one better. I like the Dark Knight, Dark Knight Rises costume better. Right. Okay. okay. Um, so I have to lean towards that. What about you guys? I think this costume makes him a little more poseable too. You know, it's a little less restrained. Yeah. So that helps. The only the only thing on the costume was the cape is a huge annoyance. I know a lot of guys who've gotten this have, have swapped out to some custom capes that are really gorgeous. What's wrong uh, with the cape? It's not, 
it's not terrible. It's just a real pain in the ass to get it into the little clips on the shoulders. And even once yeah. you do, it tends to ride higher on the shoulders than than you'd really like. If and if you see pictures with some of the custom capes, you'll see the difference. I mean, there you can make it a little better. Oh, um, but and that's a very minor nit. I mean, this is an outstanding, amazing figure. It, it, it just is. It, you know how you guys you'll get a figure from particularly hot toys some days, like the Jor-El. I'll open the Jor-El and I look at it and I'll think, oh, this will take five minutes. You know. <laughs> yeah. Put this guy on the shelf. So yeah, this is just an outstanding figure. He's got so many extras. It's you can do so much with him. You know, this is this is the perfect example of why quarter scale. Uh, figures what they have over just a premium format statue. Mm-hmm. You could spend hours trying to decide the perfect pose for this guy on your shelf, and then a week later decide to change it again. And yeah, there's it, it, just so much value. What, what 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 do you think about the materials? That, that was one of the things that really struck me about this over the Enter Bay. I believe I covered the Enter Bay uh, comparison link last time. But what do you think of? Because do you have the Enter Bay Batman Begins one, Mike? I have their Joker. You have the Joker. You have the Joker. Yeah, I did get the. I didn't get the Batman, but the the materials are really nice. I'm really happy with how the hands swap. Yeah, they, you know, they, they're really easy, aren't they? Hard the inner bay hands were to swap. Uh, <sighs> they swap without any trouble at all. Yeah, that they. Were but they didn't fall good. off either. It wasn't like you'd go to you know put a because sometimes you get that too, right? You put in a, a gun in his hand and whoop, there it goes. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, but this time, no. This is they, they're just right. They did a really nice job. It's just an excellent figure all the way around. Mm-hmm. The head, the way the face plates pop out, and the head, the way you can interchange the head, the, the ease of it. I mean, even my girlfriend was commenting there because uh, I had him on the coffee table, and he goes, "God, he's just so much more better together." Because I've seen you stressing out so much with just changing heads out. You know, yeah. you just pop the head off, and you pop the face plates out, and it's just so easy with the little tools now and everything. And yeah. oh, well, and, you know, there's other things you'll notice. Like after you've reviewed as many figures as we have over the years, you, you'll you'll see things. And the first thing I thought of when I pulled the two heads out was, "Oh, it's great that you know I can swap the face plates on this one." head mm-hmm. uh, that second head with the light up eyes I won't you know you can't swap them there because I, I, I just didn't expect it that's not a normal kind yeah. of extra you get out of people they'll just even though it's not that hard they won't have thought of it it'll just be something they wouldn't have put the attention to detail in there to think oh you know if I if I allow them to swap them here they get six more versions of a head um, but Hot Toys thinks of those things you know they they consider it they they clearly love the license and they put a lot of time in yeah mm-hmm. It's like the details of the, the little kind of gizmos for his uh, for his belt as well, you know, the little oh, yeah. uh, the sonic cutter and the and the radiation detector. The way that they just kind of flip open or, or kind of open up, and they've got kind of like yeah. telescopic parts to them. Um, it's just you know you, you're never going to really interact your figure with them. You're just gonna you're gonna find a really cool pose for it. And you're gonna have it standing there. But it's just that little kind of. I remember when I used to collect sort of military figures. Um, uh, and a lot of them would have uh, a kit that was kind of stored in their pouches or in the bag that you, you never saw, little pen knives, that kind of thing. But it was just that warm, fuzzy feeling knowing it was there. Yeah. That they'd kind of gone mm-hmm. that far just to make sure that you know these figures really had everything going on. And uh, and I love that. Uh, one little thing I, I t- this is a strange thing to take issue with, and it wasn't really. It was just the the, the way they'd actually called this figure having the purse system, because I don't. I don't think it has got the purse system. It's got moving eyes because when they call it purse, it's parallel eyeball rolling system. Oh, I think the emphasis yeah. on parallel, and yeah. the whole point is that with one movement they move in a parallel uh, plane, whereas this doesn't. So it's it's not a purse figure. I think it's you know it's it's, it's a figure with moving eyes. But Hot Toys have claimed it's purse, so it's not like yeah. Uh, I think they're just they've gotten to the point where they're just using that as their as their marketing logo now. Yeah. moving eyes. And you're right. It doesn't. They don't move together. You have yeah. to move each one individually, and you really have to you know you have to pull that little interior plastic collar out oh, yeah. uh, 
to be able to do it right. If you try to do it with that plastic collar in there, it's a huge, huge problem. But you pull that little collar out, and you can just do it with your finger. You don't need their little tool. Yeah. Uh, but it, it, it is a little. It's weird. I'm kind of torn. I don't know which one you like better, Jeff. If you, because for me, the the purrs, the true parallel. If they don't get it perfectly right at the factory, yeah. we've heard of the problems, right? You move the eyes, and one's not Absolutely, quite lined yeah. up with the other. On the other hand, this way, it's all up to you to make sure they're yeah, lined up yeah, right. But man, yeah. you realize how hard it is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <clears throat> I mean, I'm, I'm really lucky. Touchwood, so far, I haven't had uh, a major problem with any of my, my purse figures. But there again, I don't tend to kind of position them that much. And when I'm reviewing them, I move them a few times for the photos. Uh, then mm-hmm. when I set on my, um, you know, whatever pose I'm going to go for, I don't tend to move it that much after that. So I haven't had any real big problems. But as you say, I think that because there is anything that's got, you know, a mechanical movement has the, uh, you know, there's a possibility that it's going to break or go wrong. And, you know, we have heard some horror stories of people with it arriving broken or eyes going in different directions. And once it's set in the factory, it's like you said, there's no way of, uh, of us being able to, to correct it. So on that level, this is a kind of safer way to go. I like the individual. It, it, it is because it, it's, just be- it's just better having the individualized because it's just down to you. <clears throat> And, you know, you can spot all the people that are, like, on Facebook and the message boards is like, hi, you're Batman's boss, I do yeah. But, I, I, like, I, I didn't touch the figure, I didn't touch my Hulk when I got him, I didn't touch the, uh, I haven't touched the eyes on my Hulk once, actually. I just uh-huh. got him out of the box, he's like, yeah, he looks good, and I don't, because the eyes are so receded back in his big old thick head anyway. You yeah. can't, you can't really see it, but on, on a Batman, you know, you, you can't be having a boss-eyed Batman running around, that's, that's, that's just yeah. not cool. That's just not cool. But it is. I mean, what, 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 one of the things I said last time about the, about the quarter scale Hot Toys version was that is, is the attention to how people are going to pick it up and, 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 and tactile it. It's like the belt. If you notice, the, the belt was something I mentioned last time. The, mm-hmm. the belt has got like a lining on the inside of it so it doesn't scrape yeah. the, the plastic, whereas the Interbay does not have that. There's just, there's just some fine trimming to the Hot Toys one that just there's a bit more. It's, it's more user friendly. As I said, it's yeah. more like an Apple Mac than a PC. Yeah. <laughs> um, which will actually take us now directly into, unless anyone else had anything else to say about the um, DX quarter scale no. Batman. Not DX, just, just the quarter scale Batman. The QS02. Isn't it the Batman? It's QS02. We're now going to talk about the QS01. Or am I getting those reversed? It doesn't matter. That's the other way around, Batman was the. Batman was the one, but he came out second. Yeah, yes, he took Batman is zero. Okay, so, so now we're going to talk about the zero. The second one that came out, the endoskeleton, the yeah. quarter scale endoskeleton, again from Hot Toys, and again Hot Toys is kind of dip into the big, big, big size scale figures because we've had a few now from Interbay, and of course, this was actually Hot Toys' first big quarter yeah. scale figure. Yeah, the Batman came out later, uh, was supposed to be zero one, but this actually came out before the Batman. So for a lot of us, we've had this <coughs> for a while before we've actually gotten the Batman. Yeah. So uh, we've all got this, I assume, though, don't we? Unless James, yeah. James, do you have this one? I don't have that one. You don't have that one. Okay then. Um, so I will. I'll, I'll take this one away then, shall yeah. I? It is my turn. And not much really to say. Really, I actually one thing I wanted to say to our fellow listeners is I've got into this nice little habit, and it's something I recommend doing every Friday night. You know, you're after your week's work and you want to sit down and watch your movies or whatever. On your Friday night, I tend to take out a hot toy. And I will leave him on the coffee table, and there he will stay for at least four or five days, so I can really absorb that figure. And I've been doing that now for the last three weeks, and I have to say, I feel I'm kind of getting more for my out of my figures by doing this. Because a lot of the, a lot of the times, and I'm sure I'm not the only one, 
where you do get a hot toy figure and you will put him in a cabinet and you might take him out the odd time, but you're not really you're kind of like adding to your collection when you kind of get them. So it, yeah. it, it depends on the figure, but I'm sure that has happened to us sometimes where we'll get like maybe yeah. uh, an Abigail Whistler or someone like that and we'll just drop them in there because like, oh, it's just good to have them out there and you might not dare say take them out again. But now I'm doing this thing where I take out the figure on Friday night and there he will stay until maybe the following Wednesday. And I've, I've really done this now a few times where, and it just makes you get so much more involved with your action figure as such <laughs> now I've had the endoskeleton out now since last night again and I absolutely, absolutely love the endoskeleton I love all the I, I, I love the size of him the look um, he is so imposing and iconic absolutely mm. imposing and iconic you put those eyes on and oh my god he is the bomb um, and there's not really he's an endoskeleton I mean the, 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 he's, part, he's mostly metal but there are plastic bits in there much to my annoyance one of the mm-hmm. plastic bits has actually broken off. That it's weird. To, it's to some of the decisions. Says, Why did you make that plastic and this steel? It didn't make some of the things. Didn't make much sense to me. Like some of the the hoses and the pipe are not hoses, but some of the, the kind of thinner bars that were going up behind his neck, behind his cranium. That little one snapped at me like the day I got it. And I was like, yeah. so you have to be kind of a little bit careful with them. Um, but the metal parts are lovely. There's some nice kind of splats of rust and corrosion a little bit and I think it varies greatly between figures actually because it's obviously done by hand yeah. uh, levels of corrosion on them and things like that um, the articulation is bloody brilliant you can get him to some beautiful poses you, he comes with the one gun although personally as he's from the Terminator he didn't have a gun and I have mine posed without the gun he's just kind of kind of lurching forward like, like he's got the <laughs> limp and stuff like that so it's very cool all the internal details are beautiful and again it's, he's just really tightly done on the the, 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 the the merit side, I have always found, and it was the first thing I noticed when I saw it, that the skull shape was a little narrow. Because I look at the screenshots from the movie, and the skull is just quite a thick, meaty-looking skull mm-hmm. shape. It's quite thick. Whereas yep. this one, and again, it's, it's, it's all the details are there, but it's just a little narrow, and especially around the mouth area. The teeth seem just a little narrow in the in the mouth cavity. And I don't know if that's... I mean, I just remember it in the movies being a little bit thicker. We're going to watch Terminator 2 over to Christmas and, I'll, and Terminator 1 over Christmas again. So I'll compare them. But it just seems a little narrow. Everything else about it is totally screen accurate. And some are saying that the gun is very plasticky and stuff like that. But actually, considering the kind of joints that is on this figure, if the gun was heavier, he probably wouldn't be able to hold it and lift it properly. Yeah. So, so there is that. Uh, and he comes with a cool skull base that I really quite like. He's got lots of skulls, so he's stepping on them. So, you know, you do that. <laughs> yeah. if you like. So what do you guys think? Well, I've, I've always loved him. So I think the very first review I ever did for Mike was for the um, the metal one that, uh, what was the name of the company that did? Aishima did that kind of metal endoskeleton, one-sixth scale. And uh, and it was fantastic. And at the time, I remember thinking, oh, you know, nobody's going to be able to better this. But of course, then Hot Toys came along, and the, the, the detailing on the Hot Toys one was so much more sublime at one-sixth scale. Uh, and then they just carried that on in, into this. And uh, I, I love the first time that I found it. You know, it's my favourite of them, of them all by far. And if I mean, if it was on TV, I think it was last night when I got back home late, oh, and really? uh, and it was just at the scene, kind of you know where it's you, you get into the uh, the classic uh, kind of stop motion stuff, which really makes me oh, think of like, the classic old that. Ray Harryhausen films. Oh, I love it. Yeah. And there is something about that stop motion that just mm-hmm. really kind of works. 
Um, you know it's a bunch of dudes obviously... moving a frame by a frame by a frame. Yeah, yeah, that's just Not just a guy saying putting in some motion controls into a computer using motion capture. You know there's no. a bunch of dudes slaving. Move that little Absolutely. bit, that little bit, take a picture with that little bit. Sorry, I thought. Yeah. I and I so yeah, I was just knocked out by. I love the fact that you know the, the attention to detail there is there, and all the little kind of pistons, and just like it was in the one six code, but again, just kind of slightly more improved. There's a, there's another kind of layer of depth and kind of, of detail there uh, that that really just kind of enhances it. Um, uh, the thing that is surprising, obviously, is even though it's one quarter scale, is because it's an endoskeleton, and it is actually it feels kind of quite light in your hands. Yeah. Um, which you know, I think is quite a good thing because it makes you realise you know you really need to treat this thing with 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 kid gloves, although it's reasonably robust. Um, there are certain areas on it that are you know, but by its very nature, very kind of fragile. Mm. Um, and uh, so yeah, you want to take care with it when you're posing it. Um, but yeah, I I just absolutely loved it. And I, I just thinking, uh, I'm, I'm, my uh, my memory may be failing me here, but isn't isn't there a flashback scene in um in the first Terminator where we see them with two guns? Uh, no. No, no it's in Terminator 2, saw, isn't it? We only ever saw them with two guns in Terminator 2 and Terminator That's right, when they're walking along crushing all the skulls, you're right, yeah. yeah. We actually don't see any Terminators walking around in flashbacks in Terminator 1. No, you just see that guy breaking the compound, yeah. yeah that, that's it, really. Because yeah, yeah. everything else, the crushing of the skulls is all the hunter-killers in the first one, isn't it? The, the, tanks, yeah. the tank thingies and stuff like that. What are you using in this one then, Mike? Like you guys said, it's really the engineering that's outstanding on this thing. You know, Hot Toys started all this with, like Jeff said, those early endoskeletons. Uh, they've continued with stuff like the Robocop and the Iron Man suits. You know, it's engineering at a level that other companies would have just said, you know, it's a really restrictive, very difficult to do robot. So it, we can't articulate it. It's just not possible. Yeah. Uh, but they don't do that. This is The articulation in this thing is amazing. Mm-hmm. The spine, the way the spine yeah. moves yeah. On, on each individual vertebra, it's just outstanding. And, and the amount of mobility in the wrists and the feet I was really, I was really surprised by it. So yeah, it's a, it's a terrific figure. I also like that they gave us the, the base with the, you know, the, uh, the butt hugger base that, the, that he kind of sits on, yeah, yeah. Uh, rather than something around his waist. Uh, yeah. That that, that can support the heavier torso really well, and it looks great. It's, it's you know, I've got him on the shelf with the sideshow uh, PF, um, and and they look fantastic together. They really do. Yeah. Has anybody? I mean, has anybody here ever invested in one of the cinema kits? Has anybody ever actually bought one? <laughs> well, no, just, I've no? tried. I've tried multiple times to convince them that they desperately need to send me one, but yeah, uh, it ain't happening. No, because I mean, I've always been impressed. You know, with well, with most of the, the way they uh, they do the hair on them. You know, they they've really kind of like tried to. Yeah. I, I, I don't think they've really perfected it yet, but the, you know, it's really brave and kind of bold to go that way. Um, but it's just amazing, you know, how how expensive those figures are, and yeah. you know we're in a place now where, as you know, companies are you know, are uh, like Hot Toys and Entebay are producing figures that are um that, that are just you know way way beyond what what they're what they're producing, um, and it's just you know the price is obviously very different as well. Although these figures are expensive, uh, when you compare them to you know what was available just a few years ago, and the only things that are available at that scale. Uh, they they just seem like it's it's a quantum leap in quality and uh, and price really in mm. a good way. Absolutely, and and again, and again like all the little splats and little. I mean, he, they could have just gone like, oh, we'll just make them silver. It's just all silver, and that's fine. But no, there's just little splats of dirt and corrosion over, and it just yeah. it it makes them pop. Again, with yeah. Hot Toys, it's all about does it look like it walked off the cinema screen? Yes, yes, it yeah. does. And that's what's yeah. important to me, you know. That's yeah. that's what's really important to me. And just little details like the teeth, the enamel teeth as well, are really cool. Mm-hmm. So uh, you know, it's just the way they've actually carried it out. 
Yeah, the, the, the teeth are lovely. And again, yeah. the, the whole thing. But I mean, did, did you, do you guys think, I mean, if you, do you think the skull is a little, just a touch narrow compared to like how it appears on screen? That's the only thing. You know what? I haven't really noticed it. I have oh, to admit, maybe you've said it. I'm going to I'm have to go away and check. No, um, don't, 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 don't bother. Yeah, now you've ruined it for us, Eamon. <laughs> <laughs> don't bother. Don't bother. Again, sometimes ignorance is bliss. I mean, there's something that you know, somebody on, on, on the sideshow message boards and stuff like that, and it's like fair play, you know, to some of these guys for being so uh, rigid and, 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 and for want of a better word, anal about like screen uh, screen accuracy and stuff like that, and it's like, I know some people were a little bit thingy about even the DX Batman, where like some people actually went to the trouble of scaling down the shoulders, because the shoulders, they felt their shoulders were too broad, it's just like, God, what, it's like, what do you want here? Do you, do you want like a t- to clone Christian Bale's costume or something like that? It's like, and I know the argument would be back as, oh, well, we're spending this much amount of money, we demand perfection. It's like, but my argument to that would be, is there better? There's probably a reason why they couldn't do that. Or at, at this stage of the things now, if it's Hot Toys, if there's a reason they, if, it do, if they haven't done it, there's probably a reason they haven't. And that's kind of where I'm at now. If it was Most of the time, it's expect- you can't kind of have a custom body for every single figure. Although Hot Toys have almost kind of done that in the past. Yeah. There are certain areas where, um, you know, where you know a, sh- a shoulder mechanism or, a, or, a, or a, an elbow mechanism, you know, you, they will kind of like tweak stuff. Um, almost on a figure-by-figure basis almost. Yeah. But you can't kind of expect them to go that far. It's like, there was a conversation on Facebook a little while ago about um, the differing heights of the figures from uh, the new Superman film, from Man of oh, Steel. Oh, yes, yes, I saw that. Um, and, and, and I was kind of like, well, yeah, I, I can understand people's concerns. You know, you want things to be as accurate as possible, but at the same time, I don't expect Hot Toys to bring out, you know, three separate bodies just so that they get, you know, a minutity of somebody who's six foot two next to somebody who's six foot four to look exactly correct. It's, uh, you know, that kind of thing doesn't, doesn't really bother me. Uh, if it's something like Luke next to Han next to Vader, then you know they're three people who it's it's they've got a noticeable height difference. But when you're talking about people that are around somewhere between kind of six foot to six foot four, I'm not quite so bothered. Yeah, I, I would agree with that too. All right, well, from the big screen to the little screen, we have the fourth Doctor. This is the Baker one, isn't it? Tom Baker. Tom Baker. Tom Baker. Tom Baker. Yeah, yeah. Not the best that. Doctor. The best from well, it has to be said that I am not the biggest Doctor Who fan uh, at yeah. all. But I did love the 50th anniversary. I did really enjoy it, even though like it was plot holed like crazy. But it was a <laughs> lot of fun, so much fun that I actually went off and watched the documentary. Even my friend James said to me, "Dude, you've changed." I went off and watched the documentary of <laughs> all the Doctors, and now I know quite a lot about Doctor Who. And uh, it is established that Tom Baker is, and he was the longest running Doctor too, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah, that's right. Right, okay, and of course he is synonymous with the scarf, and of course we had loved the lovely girl from Starbuck, the new Battlestar Galactica, and a lovely Tom Baker outfit recently. Did you all see that? But uh, Starbuck yeah. from Battlestar Galactica, she dressed exactly like Tom Baker for the cover of some geek magazine or something like that. Very <laughs> cool. Right. So anyway, so who has this? Uh, myself and James, I assume, do not have the fourth Doctor. Yeah, I don't. Right. Oh, you guys, I've got it. Yeah. Ooh, well, take it away. And I'm not the biggest. I'm not the biggest Doctor Who fan. <laughs> But, you know, we've had Big Chief on here before. Yes, we have. Uh, talk with us. And, and you know, they're a small company. They've, they've what is this, their third or fourth Doctor Who release? Uh, yeah, I think they've, well, they've had um, Matt Smith 
then they followed it up with um, his companion. Then we had David Tennant and this one. So yes, it's the fourth, I think. Yeah, yeah. and soon to be the fourth. Yeah. It seems it seems that they they continue to improve both on the quality of the outfits and the quality of accessories and on the the sculpts and paints. You know, they're they're not quite hot toys in Enter Bay quality yet. You know, you're, nobody's gonna no, nobody's gonna go for that. But considering the small numbers, like I think this Doctor Who is a thousand was the edition yeah. size on this guy. Considering the small numbers that they're running on these figures. Um, they, the quality really has has gotten way better. Uh, the costume is great on this figure. The, 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 the you know how we always complain when they get the out of scale when the material is too thick or too bulky. And you've got what three four layers here with the vest and the the shirt and the jacket. And yet it's all very well done, very nicely tailored. Uh, the body is a little light. It kind of reminds me of a Metacom. I'm not sure who's they're using. I don't remember mm-hmm. if they told us. Uh, but because it is a little light, even though the, the, the knees are a little loose, it doesn't matter because um, he doesn't have the kind of weight to, to cause it as, to be a real mm-hmm. problem. I, and I love the hat hair, you know, the way they solved that problem. Because when I pulled the figure out, the hat is on the second head in the box. Oh, so mm-hmm. around the second hair, you know, it's a wig. So I pulled the, the hat and the wig out, and I took the other wig off, and I pop it on. I thought, oh, this is kind of cool, but you know, it, it, it's kind of a bummer that they didn't give us a hat because you know to hold while he's not wearing yeah. his hat. And yeah. I posed for a few photos, and I was messing around with him, and then I went on to the Big Chief site and looked at their promo photos, and sure enough, he's holding his hat. And I'm thinking, what the hell? So I pulled the hat off. Sure enough, it comes off the separate. Mm. The second wig is a separate piece. They, you know, they go through the trouble, like I said with Hot Toys. You know, Big Chief loves the license. They're paying attention. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, they're going that extra mile to make sure you're getting some really cool stuff. You know, like his what the hell's the jelly uh, jelly babies? He's jelly babies, his, yeah. Jelly and he's got his little yo-yo, and so it's really a well-done figure. I'm I'm impressed. Um, I'm hoping we see some. You know, they, now they're doing Sherlock next, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. That'll yeah. Be interesting. Now, Brian, just just going to inform our listeners there. If our listeners want to actually go back to episode um, number five, we have actually got uh, Mark Andrews from Big Chief Studios on it, talking in depthly about all these figures. So go back and look, listen to episode five, and you can hear all a little bit more about that. So sorry. Go ahead, Mike. No, nope, that's it. I just wanted to make sure everybody was was keeping an eye on Big Chief. Uh-huh. Yeah, no, I, th- I mean, I've, I've seen pictures of him. I think it looks really cool. I mean, as you say, each release is certainly a, a jump. I mean, you know, they they tried hard with the Amy figure, but it, you know, it, it just didn't quite come off. Um, you know, I reviewed it and I thought that it was, you know, it was it was a brave move for them to go for a companion. I think because they're all, you know, female figures are generally a harder sell for some reason, uh-huh. uh, and she just she just didn't quite come out the way they wanted. Um, but having seen the the new, you know, just online, having seen the new tenant figure and uh, and certainly the Tom Baker figure, who's always my favourite Doctor, because um, I kind of grew up uh, with uh, first of all with uh, John Pertwee and and then Tom Baker, so they they kind of like engraved in my head as as, as my favourite Doctors, um, and it just looks spot on. It looks great. I remember years ago when Character Options, um, uh, sorry, not sorry, uh, Product Enterprises. Uh, had the license, and they had a great Tom Baker figure lined up for release, um, which just didn't make it. The company uh, ended up uh, sort of going the way of the dodo. Um, but that looked really cool, and I was so disappointed when that didn't get made into production. So uh, it's just really cool to have seen a, a Tom Baker figure actually make it into production. And it's just nice to see a new toy company as well, actually. Kind of yeah. Really coming, coming along, it's like, we're getting there, it's like, oh, I think this Tom Baker will definitely help put Big Chief back on the map again. 
yeah. and kind of kind of make people oh right okay let's let's keep an eye and I think if they if they hit a home run then if they got the the, the Cumberbatch uh, Sherlock down yeah and then that that comes out good I think people are going to really perk up and say all right Big Chief are a bit of a heavy player now or going to be a yeah, definite yeah. player anyway and yeah. I, I, I wish them all the best actually on that one so because it's good yeah. figure it's good. I'm not a Doctor Who fan but that was a good looking figure I thought and again I, li- I like the fact that it comes with the jelly babies. So, okay then, uh, our next one will be the AVP Scar Predator from Aliens vs. Predator 1. And this is a, a sizable, sizably larger Predator than the other ones, so I'm wondering yep. uh, which out of you guys has that one? I do. I do. Oh, okay then, well then, Jeff, take it away, sir. Um, well, I, I also have um, the original. This is obviously this is one of the, uh, oh, yes, the new forays at Hot Toys. I don't know whether they've actually redone. They're revisiting figures that they have actually done in the past, yes. um, which I know can kind of anger some people, some collectors who are like you know really angry because their original version, which was going for like eight hundred dollars, will now all of a sudden be worth you know two. Oh, well. um, and you know I kind of for people like that, but at the same time, you know this this isn't stocks and shares. This isn't about investment. This is about buying things because you like them and you love them. And you know, if a company is capable of doing something better, then there's no reason why they shouldn't. If, they, if there's an audience there to buy it, and they really have done it better. Um, I mean, when that first figure came out, I was blown away by the sculpt and uh, and the quality because nobody was really doing fantasy figures to the degree of quality that Hot Toys were. But I mean, Sideshow were doing some great figures. Um, there was a lot of companies out there that you know were really kind of pushing it but at the same time Hot Toys just took it to another level uh, and to see that figure that I was so blown away with back then kind of improved upon so much more now uh, it just really shows how this company is kind of like really just aiming for the stars they just like they just keep on improving stuff um, the most obvious thing is the sculpts and the paintwork when you look at the head uh, it's much more similar um, to, to the, 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 the more recent you know sort of crop of predators that we've been getting out with those really sort of fine paintwork on them. Uh, and of course we get the swap out um, mandibles and, uh, and, the, and the, the, the dreadlocks are, are using that kind of soft rubbery feeling so they kind of hang well. Because um, I know the first time they did this figure was when they used to still put like wires in each individual dreadlock, uh, which was cool for posing if you wanted an action pose because they could look like they were kind of swinging out to the side. But they were a real pain to get all kind of lying down if you just wanted a standing pose. Um, and again he and comes... Not to interrupt too badly, but yeah. the dreadlocks back then tended to be um, uh, far and fewer between, too, right? Yeah. I mean, these these really fill in nicely, like it's a full Absolutely. head of hair. Yeah, yeah, and and it's, uh, the other thing I was going to be able to was the armor. It just feels that much more kind of like um, well fitting to the to the figure. The base the base figure itself is no longer quite as articulate as those early predators, which were basically kind of predatorized uh, true types. You know, you had all the double elbows and everything, um, but again. The, the quality on the kind of the finish, the kind of scaly finish of the skin, and then the way the armor actually then kind of works over the top of that very close fitting uh, is beautiful. And again, accessories, you know, he's got everything that you see in the film and more. Um, and again, it's just beautifully put together, the way the spear kind of telescopes out and uh, and the way the different kind of implements can kind of attach to his belt or his body. Um, yeah, very, very well done. I love the way the plasma caster as well kind of like is all articulated and kind of flipped down on the back. Um, a beautiful figure from a film that I know has it's got a very kind of like mixed uh, kind of audience. I personally quite like it. It's a real kind of popcorn kind of film for me. It's nowhere you can't compare any of the films that came after the original Predator to to the original. But um, but no, I enjoyed it, and I think the figures uh, yeah very cool. And that and that is a basic. That is the same body again as all the other players that we have because the, the, the this base body they have for new Predators, which started I believe with the Berserker Predator. 
Yeah. Um, I, is, from the movie Predators, I believe. I, I mean, I really like those bodies. I know they're a little yeah. bit rigid on the articulation and stuff like that, but they, they got the bulk there, and it's, yeah. it's quite nice, and they got the long, that, kind of yeah. slim upper body, but they got nice thick quads on them, which I quite like, which was, I believe, which is very synonymous with the Predator. I mean, they all these big quads and kind of a very slim upper body, and then the kind of kind of like large head as well, which I, 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 I really quite, quite liked on the new bodies. Yeah, and where was the old... Sorry, Karen. Oh no, that, that was, I was just going to go, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, I was going to say, whereas the old bodies were kind of a kind of more rigid plastic that were kind of you know screwed together, these are much more like a kind of heavy vinyl uh, body, which which is really heavy and bulky. Uh, you get the feeling that you'd really have to like go at some to actually break one of these things. Um, and uh, as you say, that they're, they're much more thick set. They have a much more kind of closer representation of the way that the, the figures actually looked in the film. And as you say, I think the first time they used it was on the. Um, on the predators figures, the, the kind of super predators, and then they kind of scaled it back for the uh, for the classic pred that came out in that within that series. Um, and of course, in doing that, I think they've realised that you know they it's 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 ripe for a revisiting Predator one again now. Surely yeah, absolutely. we'll get a DX. Well, well, we got a touch of that with the classic Predator from the Predators line. Yeah, we did, yeah. He's almost Predator one, but obviously he's missing a few little bits of armor and, and uh, the medical and skulls like and trophies and, and the skulls and trophies, of course, as well. Yeah. Mike, what do you what do you think, Mike? Uh, well, like Jeff said, yeah, it's a beautiful figure. I really like the metal accessories too. Um, you know, they've added some some metal with this one, including the blades in the right hand. Uh, they're metal. Um, they've done that on a few of their recent releases, and that's the, you know that it's a nice touch, especially at this price point. Um, I do like the bulk of the body; he's got the height and the weight that you expect. Um, you know, you put him next to some of those early predators, and, and it is it is kind of almost laughable how uh, stringy they tend to be compared mm -hmm. to the, these guys now. Um, but yeah, he's and the light up feature works great. He's just a great looking figure. He's I, it's nice to get something. He's another one of those where you open him up and you go, "Oh my God, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to spend some time here because there's a yeah. whole lot of stuff to to put on this guy and to pose this guy with." Yeah. Is he fun? Is he stressful? Or what, what was the story putting the stuff? Oh, on? he wasn't too stressful. He, no, was, no. he was fun. <laughs> there isn't a lot to you know where you're. What the hell am I supposed to do with this? <laughs> I mean, Damon, have you ever bought what some of the old real classic predators from back? When they first the, came out. the very, very oldest Predator I ever had was the original Predator 2. Right, so he was, so he was one of the guys where you had to literally build him. Yeah, you had to build yeah. him with the netting on and everything, and that stressed me out, man. I did not like that at all. And that was yeah. my, because at that stage I had already kind of gone to the newer generation of hot toys, like yeah. the, um, uh, the, the Iron Mans and, and all that stuff, because I had yeah, well, the, the, I went backwards. And, yeah, because uh, I was say, the really interesting... Uh, talking about kind of re-releases that really kind of anger people, uh, I noted recently, obviously, they're, they're redoing the Elder Predator, which oh, has always yeah. been a favourite. I'm, deli I'm delighted with that, actually, I am, because I was dying yeah. for another Predator. They made yeah. very little of the Elder Predator, and that thing was priced out to hell. Yeah. And it's just like, the people were like charging seven, eight hundred pounds, yeah. like dollars, it was loads for it. Well, the funny and thing is, I literally just took, it, it was almost like divine intervention, I, I literally took my old, I had the, the, him on display in, in the room I'm sitting in now, and just a little while ago I decided, oh, you know, it's time to put him away for a little while, so I kind of deconstructed most of his armour, which was so sweat-inducing when I put it on, there were certain bits I had to leave on, like the shin guards, I don't know if anybody remembers building that thing, but the shin guards and that thing, you have to superheat them and then kind of like really squeeze them on over the kind of the fishnet suit underneath. Um, so, but no, I'm I'm delighted to see that one get a revisit because um, there is part of me that thinks you know it's great that you know our collections are are worth something, but at the same time it does kind of piss me off when you see people charging so much money for this stuff, and you know there are people out there that just really want it in their collection. So to see that get a re-release, I think it's very cool. It is. It, it's an odd thing too because it's like well. 
It's funny with that once when they do get an update that some of them don't lose price because it's like the original Terminator that Hot Toys released that still goes for a pretty hefty price. All right. Which is that the endoskeleton you mean? No, no, no. The very the one where we didn't even have Arnie's likeness and it was just a oh, special right, yeah. face. That one, like that one, still goes for a pretty penny. I see. Oh, as really? Does the, as does the original. Well, that, that's what I saw. I mean, I'm up for a correction on that. There. Yeah. I mean, but there again, it. you see, I think collectors like early numbers of any any company. You know, like number one, two, three. Up Ending up to ten, and um, and the two Terminator figures, um, Reese, um, Carl Reese, and uh, and and as you say, the Terminator without the likeness, they were one and two, weren't they? They were MMS yeah. one and two. Um, so I think they're always going to keep their money just purely for from a collect, you know, Hot Toys collectors angle. It's going to be like, how these were the first two movie masterpiece figures. James, what do you think of this figure? Would you have them? Uh, I don't have them. Uh, I have, yeah, I have a couple of Predators. Um, I just don't like AVP. Right. Okay. Cool. <laughs> so I'm 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 gonna like that as well. Um. So I skipped him. He looks really cool, though. I mean, if I if I wasn't at a point where I have to be careful about what I get and what I don't, I obviously I'd have everything. Um. Mm. But it, just because I don't like the license, it was easy for me to pass on him. Yeah. Um. Yeah. But he looks amazing. I mean, he looks just as cool as any other predator, to me. Um. I'd just rather have, like, Elder Predator for sure um, than this one. But he he looks awesome. I can see I can see that everybody really enjoys him that likes it. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I, I'm a Predator sucker. I, I, I love me. I love I love me a good Predator. Uh, I'm not a fan. I mean, AV, AVP, I'm very much in, in Jeff's camp with that one. I do not think it's a good movie, but I actually enjoy watching it. I cannot watch AVP Requiem, though. That's, that's a... Oh, that's a, that, that is that's a an insult. Film. That movie is. Yeah. Really, it was that, shot that's just, so that's just, dark; you can hardly see anything. Oh, but it was just so amateurish. It was like, give me a camera. I guarantee you, I'll do better yeah. than these guys. It was just like, yeah. let's just, let's just. And they they, they reduced the alien to a basic cockroach, cockroach infestation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. You know, it's, it's 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 a fair achievement to bust A grades Hollywood monsters down to like <laughs> C and D grade. You know, yeah. and they yeah. did it in one in one easy movie. The Brothers Strauss. Good yeah. luck, you are. Well done. Well done, Brother Strauss. But, uh, Brother Strauss. What a pretentious name of God. And they played around with the predator, with the alien head again. Yeah, they did, they did, they did. Oh well. But th- yeah. that said, the wolf did look cool. The wolf predator did look cool. But um, but it's, he was it's kinda, not. He, he, he was kind of cool, and the the glimpses of the home world were nice. Actually, the predator yeah. home world. That was the only thing actually worth watching. That would be like the yeah. glimpse of the predator home world. That was actually cool. But I'm a sucker for predator, and this is one of those figures where it's like, if I had the room in my cabinet. I'd have him, and the yeah. only reason I don't have him because he is badass. Looking in my opinion, mm. is because I don't have room for him in the cabinet. Because I, I, I love my predators, all all the ones for predators, and I have my my predator too as well. With, by the way, my Tyler Durden custom bio mask, which is amazing. By the way, it's much more <laughs> screen accurate. Hey, so Eamon, I, I got a solution for you. Go on. Buy another cabinet. <laughs> I can't, Mike. I can't. It's it's crazy. I've got a. You'll have to see. I mean, I'm. I'm. We're right up against the door. It's so up, up close up against the door now that when the door opens, it's not now a big dent in the door because it hits the cabinet. So uh. I gotta be. Care- I gotta be careful where the Batman goes. Eh. Yeah, I've thought about getting another cabinet, but I don't think my girlfriend would appreciate it too much. Maybe when I get my man cave and have a bit of a bigger place, and then I might yeah. do. But it's kind of like a. It's it's strictly icons now, and as cool as the AVP Predator is. He's not as an icon to me, and and mm. I will definitely have the Elder Predator, the new Elder Predator. That is yes. the most anticipated one. So, all right then. Well, gentlemen, uh, we will take a little commercial break, and we will come back to you listeners in a little second. 
Looking to find collectible figures at low cost with superior customer service? Fanboy Collectibles is one of the largest retailers of high-end collectibles on the east coast of the USA. Carrying a full array of hot toys, enter-based, sideshow collectibles, 3A and all the top manufacturers. The Mexican International package is shipped daily, all fully insured with tracking number and securely packed. Getting it to you as quickly is important, but not as important as your collectibles arriving in pristine condition. Are you looking to pre-order an item to guarantee you don't miss it when it's released? Well, Fanboy Collectibles does that too. If you've got a question about an item, give them a call, shoot them an email, or even leave them a message on their Facebook page. Fanboy Collectibles is available full-time to respond to you and to get your items to you as quickly as possible. Anyone can make a sale. Fanboy Collectibles knows the key to being successful is repeat customers. That comes from doing the right thing by you and making customer services their priority. Fanboy Collectibles. For some it's a hobby, to them it's an obsession. Now, we're going to go on to something that I've been chomping at the bit to talk about. And I, it kind of breaks our cardinal rule a little bit with the hot toys, but we are talking about high-end collectibles in this place and high-end action figures and high-end stuff in general. So, with just this month now, we've at long last been given a Masters of the Universe Classics Castle Grayskull. Now, this is something that I, you know, of, of course, is very near, near and dear to my heart because when I was a little boy for Christmas 1984, I got the original Castle Grayskull. When I was not so much of a little boy, I got the... 2002 Castle Grayskull, which had sounds and all the rest of it, and it was it was it was a it was a different looking castle, but it was still very playable and cool, and had interactions and things like that that were very cool. This one, of course, is scaled up to be in scale with the classics figures, which are substantially bigger than the originals, and uh, and suitably so. This thing is massive, pretty pretty hefty price tag for those out there. It is still actually available, I believe, on MaddieCollector.com. So get your butts over there and order your. Classic Castle Grayskull. It is expensive, but we are now living in an age where they don't make playsets anymore. You know, we, we don't get big, big extreme playsets anymore. The biggest playset currently at the moment is the new Ninja Turtles, Nickelodeon's Ninja Turtles playset, and that is impressive as hell, but it's mostly made out of cardboard and very kind of thin, light plastic. But as a playset, it's very good. It has got lots of features and things like that. Like that. And uh, that's this, and that place that is still over a hundred bucks. I mean, you, you know, even you know, like look at the Hasbro stuff that we got with Star Wars, the new Millennium Falcon. That was an yeah. expensive item. The new AT AT, you know, the ATAT was expensive. Um, so, and those are four inch figures, not seven inch exactly. figures. Exactly. So this is all the features that you remember as a kid. It's got the working elevator. All the stuff inside is all. Uh, it's it's not cardboard or stickers like you had as a kid. Remember when you got your 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 Castle Grayskull as a kid, you had to apply all the stickers, or your your dad helped you, or whatever the case may be. I actually woke up really early and did it all myself without even looking at the instructions. I had the whole thing memorized like a big old child geek. Um, <sighs> and and it's 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 just brilliant. It is a true playset in its every sense of of the word. It's got footholds for where you want to put all your figures. It's got the laser cannon on top that. You know, the guys can really move around on the laser cannon. The drawbridge feature is great. You stick your power sword in the drawbridge, and that comes down, which in the old one, it was kind of like, you stick any old thing in there. But this is specifically for the, your swords, and you stick it in the wall. And the plastic is really nice, thick plastic. It's a really heavy, substantial bit of kit. I mean, yeah, it probably could be thicker, but it's, it's, it's really substantial. The whole sculpting on the outside is really meticulously done. I mean, there, I have I have a few little questions, uh, a few little issues about the thing, but I'll I'll go, I'll go into that afterwards. Um, but o- overall, this thing is massive, and it's a ton of fun. It folds up like you did when you were a kid. And you could take it away and carry it on. It's got an extra floor of level, a few extra compartments. It's got a new dungeon 
thingy in the north. So Whitehall has the stuff that it has as the original. It's got some extras. So like, you you have a closed dungeon now that you can lock a dude in his in his. You can chain him up with real chains in the dungeon, and it's got little. Uh, the one sticker it does have is a little uh, the 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 grate at the bottom where the little beasties and monsters creep out. And I believe there's a few dudes already made custom sculpts of that one, so you can drop that in there. But I'm it's still falling about that. Hmm. You're still I'm still crestfallen about us missing that piece. Yeah, I know, and and they short they they didn't give us um, a weapons rack with it as well. But I think like any good Master Universe fan, a lot of us would have already gotten the weapons rack that they released separately. I mean, are you getting this, Mike? Or James? Sorry. Uh, I have it. Yeah. You have it. Have you opened it yet? Um, I have. Ah, uh, yeah. God, what is what everyone opening up before Christmas? Why? What's wrong with you? <laughs> I, it was such a struggle to wait. And, like, <laughs> I thought about it and I was just like, I'm just not gonna do it. I'm an adult now that I have it. Like that was my justification. Yeah. That I yeah. I didn't need somebody to wrap it up for me and have to wait. But I, I know that I should have just waited. Oh, I feel wow. a little bit guilty about not having waited, but whatever. Oh well, you're you're enjoying that's it. That's the anyway. right sort of Yeah, that's the right sort of feeling for somebody who opened a present early, you know. Yeah. That's how yeah. I felt as a kid if I did that, I guess. So what? what uh, I'll, we'll, we'll get up. We'll hear Mike's opinion after yours. Then. So what? What? What do you think? Then what's? What? What do you think of the new, 2013 Masters of the Universe Classics Castle Grayskull? Uh, I don't. What is there to say? <laughs> you know, like, um, it's pretty much everything you would have wanted, right? Yep. I like it. It's so good that I don't really have much to say. It's just. It blew my mind when I had it out of the box. It, if I go play with it now, it blows my mind. And I said play. You said play? You did say play? Yeah. Is it like, do, 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 I'm going to put him in here, I'm going to strap him up in here, I'm going to, oh, I'm going to drop him through the trap door now. <laughs> I, as much as it, as an adult, as I'd like to say, um, I posed figures with it. Like, I think if people are going to be honest with themselves about uh, using Castle Grayskull, like what you're doing is playing. <laughs> yes, <laughs> it does force you to play. It does force. I mean, uh, we had was a, a convention over here in the UK, and kids had not. Uh, Mattel were good enough to send me over uh, uh, one of the prototypes, one of the early production ma- ma- pre- press outs for of Castle Grayskull over and ship it over here to us here in the UK for for the exhibition. And you know, we're we're talking about like where dads obviously grew up with it; they were all over. But the amount of kids that were just captivated by this thing and they had not seen it. But we're we're talking about a castle with a skull facade. I mean, right away, that's boys' town. Right away, there you were drawn to, yeah. and little girls were drawn to it because they could see the thrones and all little bits and bobs inside and everything. But it is one of those kind of appealing things, I think, just to see there a castle with a skull on it. That's only masses of the universe, and and it was so nice to see kids like getting really into it and doing all. They didn't know who the characters was, but they were already writing their own little stories about who's going to take it and do all this little thing. It was awesome, absolutely yeah. delight to see that. I'd love I'd love to hear a mature man's opinion on this now, a more mature gentleman's opinion on this. So I'm looking over to you now, Mike. Excuse me? <laughs> I'm not sure age and maturity go together, but um... <laughs> Well I said specifically mature. It's yeah, you're more, being nice. more mature uh, than us. It is a great looking set. Like as I've said many times, I am not a Masters of the Universe fan. You know that was the '80s. I was uh, I was in my chasing anything in a skirt phase. Uh, so so cartoons were not anything I was paying attention to at the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this is an outstanding playset. I love the Masters of the Universe classics anyway. They're a great line. They they remember what it's like to be cool toys. Uh, they're better than most toys on the shelf now. 
Yeah. Uh, it's a pity that kids don't get to play with this stuff because it's better than most of the stuff they are playing with. And and it's the the playset is just gorgeous. It's got a lot of color to it. It's got a lot of surface texture. Mm-hmm. Um, you as you said, all of the features do what they're supposed to do. It all works as advertised. Uh, they didn't stick you with a bunch of stickers you have to apply, which I always hate because I never get the damn things on straight. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it, you, it actually closes back up. You can put everything inside it that comes with it, and it actually closes again. You don't have pieces laying around. Uh, it's just it's a great set. Every there's so much a kid can do with the various uh, uh, play features that they're going to have hours of fun with this thing, and it looks great. It looks fantastic. Yeah. Oh, and don't forget, you can also stick your Wind Raider on it. You can, which makes. I more- thought it was funny that that you know you mentioned that there's no weapons rack. Um, and there's also a spot for King Grayskull's orb, um, you know, up in the rack up there. Uh, and yet, you know, you have to have those things if you. But Mattel made them all available the same day as the castle. You could buy a Wind Raider or a King Grayskull and and a weapons rack. Yep, that was a that was a good good call in their part, so everyone can get all tooled up for the. So yeah, it was all available. But it it is it's gorgeous. Now you know for the those who pre-ordered it was 250 bucks that's not a bad price i don't think not for what you're getting here and compared to you know like i said how much the falcon cost or how much uh, some of the other larger places for even the four inch figures cost these days yeah. mm-hmm. um now it if you didn't pre-order it's 300 bucks you know they're trying to make their money on the backside. so uh that is getting a little steep but i gotta say it's still it is still an outstanding place set that that you're not going to see something like this at your local toys r us no no, you're not, and I think for any toy connoisseur, it's definitely something to be to be having, even if you're not a Masters of the Universe fan. Um, well, and if you are a Masters of the Universe, if you're collecting the Classics line, this is the centerpiece. Oh, yeah. If you're going to put them on display, you're going to buy this castle and use it as the centerpiece for the display. I mean, that's that's the way it go. Yep, absolutely, absolutely. I mean, uh, from a from a diehard Masters fan, and I, I I know maybe some of our listeners are are are, are Masters fan. This is this is it's it's more reminiscent of it's more like a cross between the original vintage toy, but more specifically the original prototype of the toy, where it has a few more yeah. of the uh, the look. It has got the crown piece on top, which is which you can take on and off, but you kind of want it on there because it does add a little bit to it. I feel because it was cut from the original. A few things were cut from the original Castle Grayskull from the eighties. There was a a a, a jetpack, a a, a, a wing jetpack which you now get with this castle crisp which was mm-hmm. cut at the at the at the 11th hour of from the original one back in the 80s um, and there was also a play mat as well that you could that was supposedly come 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 with it and the crown on top mm-hmm. now the play mat they couldn't figure out how to get it into the box so they cut it and the crown the the crown the pawn piece which we've now dubbed the pawn piece that goes on top of the head that didn't come in because it extended the height of the castle and again that wouldn't fit into the box either uh, but now the pawn piece comes with it and you can actually by the way go and get the uh, I've seen uh, the Power and Honor Foundation is a bunch of guys that collected all original Mass Universe artwork and they've managed to to get the original Mark Taylor drawing uh, of and uh, Miliano Saint Lucie has recolored the the whole play mat. So if you and they, they he scaled it up so you can be you can go now with your Master Universe classics uh, Castle Grayskull. So if you are if you have seen the prototype picture of the original Castle Grayskull, you know exactly what I'm talking about. For those of you who don't, it's just like an illustration of a moat with uh, monsters and critters and everything else like that. Because that is one thing that I feel is kind of missing from this castle as a Master Universe connoisseur. Back in the day, you got skulls, rats, creepy things. There's not yep. much of that here. It's, it's a far more man-made-looking sculpt structure as well, where the bricks are individually kind of sculpted on there, and that wasn't the case in the original. It was, was much more of an organic. The castle was more like a groan 
organic thing. It was still yeah. rock and stone, but they were more gnarly. It was a bit more crooked. It was a bit more kind of collapsing in on itself. It a bit more. It was looked weightier. The original. Yeah. And this, but this, this, the facade on this is great. The skull face on this is really harkens back to the original old drawings of the of the old card backs and things like that as well. It's it's brilliant. Um, you know, and you can fit He-Man quite 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 nicely through a door. Sadly, you cannot fit He-Man on top of Battle Cat going through a door, which is my big. Was was my big thingy, but they they managed to get some good door height in there, and you know it, it, it's a lot more playable. There's a ledge now and things like that you can bring stuff. And as Mike said, there's just a whole bunch of different things that a kid can do in and around it to play with and stuff like that. So as something that's not necessarily hot toys or sides or anything like that, I think Master Universe Classics Castle Grayskull is definitely definitely worth uh, dropping in there. And if if, if you're all interested, then MediCollector.com does of course have it for sale at the moment. And so, and of course, I am getting the Castle Grayskull. Uh, get this is my opening presents for for Christmas morning. I got a Batmobile and Castle Grayskull. Oh. And and the next item we're about to be reviewing, which I've deliberately I've opened none of these because I'm having a bonanza morning. I am the Hot Toys Midas Iron Man. Yeah, which is it's, it's uh. the, the gold Iron Man. It's like this super. It was a really rare thing. It was originally released over in a, it was a it was a. It Con exclusive over in Asia, wasn't it? Originally, I believe so. Yeah, and 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 we, I honestly didn't think we'd get it because I thought we'd already gotten our kind of exclusive with the battle damaged Avengers yeah. Iron Man Mark Seven. I thought that was going to be our But so when the sideshow made the announcement that oh they're going to release the the Midas, this gold Iron Man that's kind of rarer again, I was like oh I'm all over this because it's absolutely brilliant. Um, I'm not quite. Sure, the title of the of why this is called the Mark Forty One when it's essentially a gold Mark Six. But there you go, someone can help me with that. But it's a twenty one, isn't it? Twenty one. Sorry, it was a twenty one. Yeah. So why is it called a twenty one if it's just a repainted Mark Seven? I don't know. Well, I guess the Mark Two is a re is a <coughs> Mark Three is a repainted Mark Two. So there you go. So yeah. which one of you guys has the Midas Iron Man then, from Hot Toys? Hot Toys. Not me. Not me. Oh, I do. You do it. Tell us about it, Mike. I haven't opened mine yet. I'm dying, but I've seen plenty oh, of Oh, man, pictures. you haven't opened it yet. Oh. Well, <laughs> it is another one of those when you open it up and you're not, you're not going to be overwhelmed by the extras with it. You know, there's some hands and, and there's a few extra things. But this is mostly about the gold paint job. Uh, it is a beautiful, very cool-looking Iron Man. It, and, it, and the paint job is absolutely stunning, I think. Uh, it really stands out amongst all the, uh, you know, the red and the more bronzy uh, colors that we have or the silver colors that we have, like with the Mark II. Mm-hmm. Um, and it really stands out amongst them. It's a really, it, it's not, you know, it's not one of those figures where uh, the casual Iron Man collector is going to go, ooh, I absolutely have to have that. It's, you know, it's one of those outliers. <laughs> Using it as, a, as an exclusive is a good idea. It's, it's something that, that people who are into exclusives are going to enjoy picking up. Uh, but it won't disappoint. It's a beautiful, beautiful looking figure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I guess in that respect, it's a bit like the, uh, the kind of Battleship Grey ones they did a while ago, um, which again were kind of just repaints of existing figures. Um, but just kind of, they, 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 the paint jobs were done so well that yeah. they, that's what kind of made them so, so funky. Yeah, I had the gunmetal as well. I had the gunmetal Mark Six that I actually just sold to pay for the Batmobile, actually. Uh, <laughs> so that was a good investment. You know, yeah. pretty much paid for the Batmobile outright, selling that gunmetal Iron Man that I had. Uh, yeah. But it was it was an easy it was an easy sell because this one I think if you're going to have one of the kind of exclusives, and I'm kind of in a bind now because 
Right, I've got the the battle damage Mark Seven. I've got the regular Mark Seven, which I just I I there's something as as I remember you saying, Jeff, quite clear that, and and Mike as well that the original and James as well. The that the Mark Seven just some comes with the regular Mark Seven comes with so many bits and bobs that he's just yeah. like he's so refined. It's kind of like a hard to get rid of him. But with this Midas, you get some bits and bobs with him too. You get the you get the the the, the what this what what the countermeasures, the countermeasures that go on the shoulders, the little things oh, on yeah. the shoulders. They're interchangeable. So that's good. Mm-hmm. And the uh, the wrist rocket launchers on the uh, forearms are interchangeable yeah. as well. It does not seem to come with the interchangeable uh, uh, thigh pieces, though, does it? All right. So, yeah. it, no. Uh, is, there, is, there a, is there a Tony head sculpt with it? Nope. No. And no light-up base either, which kind of annoyed me. Oh, yeah, like I said, it's pretty. I mean, it's, you're not getting a whole lot of extra when you buy it. It's it's mostly because it's such an outstandingly cool paint job um, that stands out on the shelf. So it, it is it is a tough sell, I would think, for somebody who's not. You know, it's got to be somebody who's really into Iron Man, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but or somebody as crazy as we are. As crazy as we are. <laughs> but it, it's it's the the, the the different shades of gold on them that really make it. I think it's the different it's the different. Plates and the different colors. It's bro. He. It's. Oh, it's a gold Iron Man, but it's not all gold. It's all different tones. And there's reds ones. There's kind of more silvery ones. More white ones. More orangey ones. It's just. It's really. It yeah. just pops. And I think it's. It, it'll look nice in anyone's collection. But my question to you, gentlemen, would be: I have the battle damaged Iron Man Mark Seven. I've got the regular Mark Seven, and now we got the Midas. I mean, uh, as aside from the obvious wanting to keep everything in condition, uh, which one of those would you potentially, if you had to get Get, sell one, what one of those three would it be? Well, that's tough because I think you know, you obviously you've got to keep a Mark Seven because if you want your Avengers lineup, yeah, um, then you've got to keep one. Uh, I really like the uh, the head sculpt uh, on on the battle damage one, yeah, yeah, um, and that's 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 really nice. It's a really good um, uh, likeness of, uh, of Danny Jr. Um, but I, it's like you're saying that all the extra bits are that I love. Of the kind of the missile silos on on the shoulders of the uh, of the kind of regular Mark Seven, and he, he there is something kind of bolts up about him. He feels like a kind of it's the Iron Man suit that you know he developed that was really going to kick some ass. So I don't know, it's it's really tough. I think because the Midas one isn't in the film, then obviously to your to your you know to your purist, then that's that's the easiest one to get rid of. But I haven't seen it in hand, and you're saying this paint really makes it pop. So. You know, I, I I find that very difficult to answer that one. Um, I'm I'm gonna have to decide. I, t- I tell you what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna decide on when the new Mark Forty Two comes in. Yeah. From yeah. Iron Man Three. Then I'll decide what ones I'll keep them because it's like crikey, it's getting Iron Man overload now. Yeah, yeah you're kind of screwed. I mean, <laughs> as as Jeff said, the, the both of the other Mark Sevens, it's hard to get rid of either one of those. Mm-hmm. And they and they both are so movie specific that that it. It's going to be hard for you to say, "Oh, I don't really need that one." And this one isn't in the movie, so as beautiful as it is, I'd have to agree. And if I had to get rid of one of the three, it would be the Midas. Right. Okay. Okay. Well, it's still, still a very nice. Thing. I mean, Hot Toys know what they're doing, don't they? They make you all like, "Oh, well, you don't get this, you don't get that." <laughs> yeah. it's like, oh, God. Yep. One must think they're trying to sell us stuff. <laughs> right then. Okay. So, and and keeping with the Iron Man theme, we can move on nicely onto the Tony Stark mechanic. Um, yeah. Thing, which one? I don't know what the full title of that one actually is, but it's the one where he does the infiltration and he's got the hoodie on and he's got the the, the kind of glove, the makeshift kind of glove that he did a one little thing yeah. on, and he's it's got a one Iron Man hand thingy with it. So. Yeah, and one for an Adora the Explorer watch. <laughs> and it, it's like, it really comes with a Dora the Explorer watch. <laughs> yeah, I was a bit upset that you can't see Dora the Explorer on it, but it, it's in there. Wicked. Okay, then. Well, what, let go ahead then. 
Tell us about oh, cool. it. Um, well, I have to admit, I was absolutely knocked out by this figure because um, I had kind of a batch of figures arrive, and he was one that I wasn't really as interested in on a, yeah. on a kind of you know on a, on that on that basis. But once I opened him up, I just thought this is just a really funky figure. It's, it reminds me of the old days of like you know when you used to get your action man or your GI Joe and kid him up with all the different bits that you could get because uh, there are so many cool accessories with this. Um, some of the kind of holographic. Uh, kind of like head mask stuff that he used when he yes. was kind of uh, building stuff and the way that is all put together to fit onto the figure um, and, and just all the various bits and pieces and the likeness is really cool as well um, this is this is the kind of beaten up Tony Stark you know when he's had a, a particularly bad day mm -hmm. and um, I just think the likeness is great I love the way the clothes fit and it's it, it really is for for the fans of of the Iron Man films because as you say you know it's it's, it's not one of the palaces it is Tony Stark and he is on his downers um, but I just love the way they put it together now, you, you guys have got this way ahead of things. This is even out until it's supposed to be next year, officially, and according to Sideshow's website. So really? you, you've got Yeah, you guys must be... We, we could be one of the first people reviewing this, so make a count. <laughs> mm. so yeah, as, as, uh, as Jeff said, this is a really cool figure. It's a fun figure. This is another one that as you open yeah. it up, you go, oh, my God, I'm going to be spending a couple hours here playing around, uh, yeah. finding just the right way you want it to look. And even then, you're going to be swapping it around a lot. It's just a cool figure. The, yeah. I don't know. The head sculpt is interesting because it is nice to get a beat-up Tony, right? It's nice to get something else to look on the shelf. Um, and it's as, it is a more... Uh, we'll use the mature word again. It's a more mature Tony too. It's a little. He's a little thinner in the face. He's a little older. Um, the the snap on the various parts you put on are very cool. Uh, and the tailoring. As soon as I picked it up, uh, Jeff mentioned the outfit. The tailoring on the the jacket and the shirt and the, and the pants is is perfect. I mean, it's just it's it couldn't be any better. Um, it's just a really great looking figure. The backpack looks great as well. It's got all little cables and bits and bobs. It's got all yep. these little extra little things that yeah. we yeah, don't see. Yeah, it's one of these ones where you just get a ton of stuff with it that you're going to get to mess around with. You, and yeah, you don't see it, but it's there. Yeah. The one thing that is that, that I will you know give as a hint to people who do decide to pick this up is um, when he arrives, obviously there's, there's often a problem with color, color transference if you're wearing dark clothes uh, yeah. against either white material or against the kind of uh, the, the, the flesh. So this guy comes with a layer of plastic uh, between his shirt and his hoodie, which is fine. That comes out easily. Uh, and then there's another layer kind of underneath the T-shirt just to kind of protect the body because obviously he's got the, the, the arc generator is kind of fit within his chest and it lights up. Uh, so that's really cool because you can see it through the shirt when it's lit up. Um, but all I will tell people is that there's a really easy way. Of, I tried pulling it out from all different angles and I was getting really frustrated thinking, how the hell does this thing come off? And then I just realized, oh, hang on, pop the head off and it pulls off really easy. Yeah. It's so yeah, if, if when you are unwrapping it, just remember that pop the head off, and the, the plastic will uh, will slide out really easy. Good tip there for folks. Good tip. Oh, it's a very it's a very nice figure. It's definitely it's, it's something. Is, is it one that you would get, James? Oh, I have him. Oh, you have him already as well. How did you guys get him so fast? Uh, no, I think he is out. I mean, he, the, the, he was he was out in Hong Kong a while ago because I know uh, all the usual photo bloggers that, that Hot Toy send them out to uh, had the pictures up on uh, on Facebook. Sideshow don't have them out yet. They say it oh. says uh, uh, 2014 here. Oh. Expected second quarter 2014. So well, there you go. Then. But uh, go on, James. What do you think of him? Um, I'll pretty much echo everything Jeff and Mike said. He's just an amazing figure. Um, I was really looking forward to him though. Um, and he didn't disappoint me at all. I love that you can put the uh, arm piece and the leg piece on him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that um, yeah. I feel like he, he comes with pretty much everything you see him use in the movie in those scenes. He's even got the little uh 
Mac 10 or whatever it is. Cool. Yeah. From the from the scene where he's kind of spinning how and do, stuff. How do, how do you think he compares with the regular uh, the the previous mech test for the previous Tony Stark that we had the kind of the more mech test version of it? Is it? Because well, this, this is this is like the third version, isn't it? Because we had the, the first mech test version. Yep. Um, and then we had the the the, the M Mark Forty Two kind of uh, test version. Yeah. Um, uh, and now this. So. Um, and I, I think, you know, from my perspective, the head sculpts are, you know, are, are getting better. I, I really like the head sculpt on the first mech test version. I thought that was one of the best yeah. uh, Danny Jr. likenesses they'd done. Um, yeah. But again, this one, I think, is, uh, is, is, is even stronger. Mm. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm a bit on the fence about this one, actually, between this one or the, the previous mech. Because it's like I'm just wondering how many versions of Tony Stark do I need. Mm. But I think if you're a fan of Iron Man 3 in particular, you're very good. I personally don't like the idea of Tony Stark holding a machine gun. But that's yeah. just me. Uh, but I, I I love the hoodie and all that stuff. And it, it, again, him with all the little bits of Iron Man bits and wearing a hoodie and the glove and the boot. It's just, it just just it does look very cool. And he's got one sneaker yeah. on as well. So it does look it does look very cool indeed. It's an and, awesome. Pick. And what what do you think of the price point on this one, Mike? For for what you're getting bang for your buck, Mike? Yeah, remind me again how much he cost. He's two hundred and twenty four dollars ninety nine. Yeah, you compare that to something like Jor-El, and there's no comparison. I mean, the the, uh, the sheer number of stuff you're getting here is just amazing. Now, you know, it's a license they've been doing forever, so whether or not you need another Tony Stark for 200 bucks is <laughs> kind of up in the air. But, uh, yeah, this is a guy who you're actually getting your 220 bucks worth of stuff. Okay, okay. Right then, well that's it for Tony Stark, the mechanic from Hot Toys. All right, uh, we will take a commercial break and come back right to you again in a bit. Europe listeners, look no further than space. Space, search for popular action figures and collectibles ends. The best service possible and steady accessibility by email and telephone is one of the top priorities at space. They carry a wide range of collectibles, not only from major brands like Sideshow, Hot Toys, Enterbay, NECA and McFarlane, but they also specialize in the exotic and small new manufacturers. A very important department to them is their 1-6 scale section, which is currently getting bigger and bigger, offering lots of clothes, bodies, head sculpts and accessories. Hot Toys is of course one of their specialities, so you can pre-order all newly announced figures from their web store. They often have Hot Toys figures in stock earlier than any other dealers. They are also the best source in Europe for convention exclusives. Space loves what they do, so you can depend on them for secure packaging, ensuring your items reaches you in mint condition. In-stock items get processed normally the same day. Pre-ordering customers will be notified in advance once an item arrives in stock and before it gets shipped. Space is located in Germany and offers clearly arranged shipping flat rates to all European countries. On most destinations you can even get free shipping. For EU customers this of course means that you will not be surprised by any customs visa or import taxes. Space is serving us collectors with the finest items for over 15 years. If you are located anywhere in Europe, do go to Space www.space-figures.com All right then, okay, let's, well, let us continue on our review because we're coming up to the end of the show. I think we can squeeze a few more reviews in and we will go to the Power Pose Iron Man, which I believe, Mike, you have. You'd like to take, tell us about that, so 
take it away. Sorry. Yeah, this is, you know, uh, um, Hot Toys has been looking to find ways to continue to expand their market, right? That's what they did with the quarter scale, moving up from six scale into larger quarter scale. They did it inside six scale by creating, uh, the you know, the PERS line, the Deluxe line, the DX series. Uh, to go along with their MM series. And now they've got another series of six scale that are called Power Pose. And these are sort of uh, take a statue and make it articulated enough that it's not really a statue, but it's not really an action figure either, and get the price point down. So the first one they've released is is their Power Pose Iron Man. Um, he is he comes with an extra thigh, and um, this allows you to be able to put him in either a standing pose or a flying pose. The stand is designed to do the same, so you can either put him in the stand, standing pose on the stand without any kind of support except at the feet, or you can use this little crotch support that allows him to do a, a flying pose, sort of a lifted up off the ground pose. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the, he also has some basic articulation. He's got ball joints at the shoulders, at the neck, at the, at the hips, um, at the wrists, and at the ankles, so that you can at least get move the legs around a little bit, move the arms around a little bit to get uh, you know sort of your own personalized pose out of it. Um, and he comes in cheaper. He's about $165 instead of the usual, you know, we're talking 220 these days. Yep. So um, he does come in cheaper. Now, he's he's beautiful. He's gorgeous. There's no underlying body. There's no underlying heft to this figure. So he's, he's um, and, and Jeff, you've handled him too, right? Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm, I'm holding him as, as we speak. And, uh, yeah, so he's very yeah, lightweight. He's, he's, he is. Which is, isn't it? Isn't a terrible thing, right? Because you're going to have to support him on the clear plastic rod uh, for the flying pose. But he, he feels very light. He's not. He's not. It's not like if you've bought um, the Mark Twenty One we were just talking about, and you hold him up next to this one. They're not the same thing. That one is very, very different than the other one in terms of their feel and their quality of the the build. The sculpt and the paint are outstanding. Uh, they really are. But it really kind of reminded me more of a slightly upgraded version of a Kotobukiya. Yeah. Artifex statue uh, that gives you some some articulation so you can be a little more specific. Of course, he lights up. He wouldn't be Iron Man if he didn't light up. Uh, and so, you know, the real question is, it's interesting, is is a $160 upgrade, you know, a Kotobukiya is about 100 bucks. Um, is a $160 upgrade something people want? And is 160 bucks enough to really save off the 220 or 240 that they'd be spending on a true Hot Toys action figure? I'm kind of torn. He's a beautiful statue. Um, you can't argue with that. But I'm kind of torn more in general as to whether the power pose move on Hot Toys is a, is a good one or not. And, that's, and I said, I, you know, I've been looking around to see what other people's comments have been. It's interesting. Some people have said that, you know, if they'd gotten him down more like 100 bucks, not put any articulation in at all, just had him in a standing pose so they could use him in the Hall of Armor, mm-hmm. uh, they'd jump all over it because they want to be able to put figures in the Hall of Armor that doesn't tie up a, you know, a $240 figure just yeah. standing there. Uh, which just is too. Yeah, that's an interesting concept as well. Um, but, you know, they're, Hot Toys is trying to reach down and say, you know, we think there might be a lower-end market that we could tap into if we if we could find a way. So what do you guys think? Well, yeah, I mean, I, I feel exactly the same way. I, I, having it in my hands, it does feel like a figure that should be, you know, if they really wanted to, like, coach people in that, that are now feeling kind of sidelined by the, the fully articulated figures, it should be around the 100 to 120 mark because that would really be much more appealing to people. I think at the 160 mark, then, you know, you're getting into the price of, our, you know, the fully articulated figures, you know, for just that little bit extra, then you could you could get all that engineering as well. Um so yeah, it's uh, I'm a little bit mystified by the price. I would have thought they would have tried to keep that price point lower, 
Um, but again, detail-wise, very impressed, as he said. I mean, it's little things like, obviously, as the arm comes up, because he's got one arm kind of uh, straight out with the, with the repulsor kind of uh, about to fire. And it's just the little details kind of under the arm where you can see the kind of engineering um, that you don't see on the other figures because obviously they need to make the articulation work. Um, so in that respect, yeah, I think it's a, it's a great-looking thing, but I just I, I wish for, for everyone's sake it had been just a little bit cheaper. Mm-hmm. I'm 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 not I'm not really feeling these. I must say, it's kind of, I'm kind of like, well, I either want a statue, or I want a figure. And the whole idea of me getting hot toys in the first place was because I wanted statues to put in my lap that I could move. I wanted a quality and paint job of an of an act. I wanted a quality and paint job of a statue in my lap, but something I could physically, tangibly pick mm-hmm. up, move about, and all the rest of this stuff. And this is neither here nor there. And, and I'm I'm just I'm. Cu- I, I'm, like, I'm just curious as to what, what the what the point is, and I guess you guys are covering it. It is kind of the middle ground, but you're kind of like if, if you're kind of in for a penny, you're in for a pound, maybe on some certain things, maybe. But it depends what kind of mentality you have. If you are in for a penny and for a pound person, then you might as well just go get the figure of this guy instead. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, which and, is, I, uh, and in my review, I kind of said that they are kind of caught in limbo, right? They're they're not a they're not a great Hot Toys action figure. Uh, you know, they're a good one. They're not a great price. It's a good price. So they're kind of caught in that middle. It's not... It, it, it. Now, I could see this working... The, what's the second one? The Red Snapper? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Which is a huge figure, and it's like 270 as a power pose figure, right? Yeah. So you'd be probably talking 500 if they were actually trying to make a figure out of that. Um, so I could see where Hot Toys might start using something like this for those those massive figures that they can't... that otherwise is cost prohibitive. Yeah. Um, and it, it, but if I can get the same figure in a higher end version, I'm probably going to go with the higher end version. Yeah. Yeah. And I have to admit, for me personally, the whole reason I collect is because I just love the articulated figures. I've never particularly been into into statues. I have a few because there've been a few over the years that I've really kind of thought, well, nobody's ever going to make a figure of that, or I'd, I just thought it was a really cool piece. But on the whole, I just love articulation. So for me, this feels like a backward step. But at the same time, I can totally see why they've done it if they can make it more affordable. But I just don't think it's been made affordable enough. So it's kind of like a, a double-edged sword for me. I think with the Red Snapper, it works perfectly. If you're filling the other marks, but so why make another Mark 42 then? Yeah. Why, why I mean, what would be interesting, 42? I think, would be you know if they did something like a Power Post Hulk. So you know yeah, you got you okay. got him in a really cool kind of like angry position. Perhaps you could swap his head out. I don't know. Um, but you know, so you there were no joints visible on the on the upper arms and that kind of thing. And if you could just stand him at the back of the Avengers, and he would just stand there looking cool. So something like that, I think, would be a, a real kind of no brainer. But yeah. you know, it stands. You know, we'll, we'll see if they do something like that in the in the future. What do you think, James? Um, I agree with all that Jeff just said. <laughs> I'm just kind of agreeing this episode. Um, no, if if they made uh, like Red Snappers just coming out in the Power Pose series. Um, if they did that with all the other Mark armors, um, kind of like what Mike was saying, like I would get some of those to fill in, you know, if it was possible for me to have um, all 42 armors without, you know, looking, you know, without breaking the bank and looking like a creep. Uh, house party protocol. Yeah, if I could do my own house party protocol. <laughs> that would be really cool and not spend, you know, uh, regular prices for each armor set. Okay. 
Yeah. I, that would be the bonus to me, but I'm not going to drop $160 on each one, you know, and I don't care if it's articulated or not at that point. So, yeah, if they were $100, and I mean, still probably not going to buy every one. I mean, if, if they're aiming for the mid-range, like, like the guy said earlier, if they're, if they're aiming for the people who, well, oh, I can't afford the figure, but I'd like something that kind of is a bit kind of not a statue either, I want something to be a bit tangible, then that's fine. But I'm just wondering who that, is there a big enough market for that? If there is, then that's brilliant. But I, I think they would need to bring the price tag down more if they want to capitalize on that market. Because I can't imagine someone's not going to pay an extra 50, 50 quid. 50 bucks or whatever and get a fully art 50 to 100 bucks and get a fully articulated figure instead yeah. where they can do anything they want with I think for this power pole stuff to work I think they need to bring the prices down of course that means a diminishing quality and knowing Hot Toys they ain't, they ain't up for that they want it to look as good as their figures if not better because it's got parts that they don't have to articulate it's a tough one it's a tough one uh, I, uh, to, to be watched I think and for us to, yeah. to maybe come back to it in a year's time and say well let's see how this has gone it's interesting. Yeah. It's interesting. It's definitely interesting. Okay, do we want to fit in one more review, or should we call it an uh, evening, lads, and wish our, our, our listeners a merry, merry holiday season? Well, I think uh, Mike wants to have a quick word about... Uh, oh, I just wanted to mention that we are, you know, I haven't mentioned to my readers yet that we are ah, doing the pop. Yes, of course. Uh, the poppies are going on. Just because I haven't mentioned it doesn't mean they're not happening. We've got uh, 150 judges busily nominating things right now. Um, I'll, I'll post the judges list at my site sometime next week. Um, these three fine gentlemen on the call here with me today are, are all judges, of course. Uh, we and, judge. Uh, Yep, and so we need to just make sure that uh, we'll get the nominations going. I'm, I'm probably going to hold off till the second week of January before we start the voting. And at the same time, remember, we'll be doing the readers' voting. So all the, all the, the readers and listeners can get online and uh, vote for what they like as best of the year as well. Where? MWCToys.com. MWCToys.com. Go check it out, guys. Bob, this is very interesting. It's, I, I, I love that. I was involved in it last year, and it was, it's kind of really good fun. I mean, because, and, mm-hmm. and the judges that you have as well. I mean, the judges that you have are like, it's quite a nice, wide array of like top industry people as well. You know, I mean, is there any little names we can drop there as one of the judges, or is it aside from us? Champions of oh, well, you've got people from Mattel and Hasbro and Hot Toys, and uh, uh, we'll have Big Chief this year. And um, yeah, you've got just about everybody that you know Gentle Giant and uh, DC Collectibles. Uh, everybody's. And then you've got all the, the websites. You've got a lot of the websites who are, you know, news reporting websites and review websites have people who are, who are also judges as well. And there's a number of artists like Jonathan Matthews and um, um, several of the artists from Sideshow and Hot Toys as well. Excellent. Okay. Well, that's that's gonna be good. Everyone, go check out mcwtoys.com and get on that kick. Now then, this is our last episode for 2013. You know, so we we wish you all the very merriest of Christmases, and we will hope to see you again for another 12 episodes in 2014. So, gentlemen, would you all like to wish our happy listeners an individual? Happy, Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas, Drunken Christmas, Jolly Christmas, whatever kind of Christmas you want to bestow upon, I guess, I invite you all to do so. Starting with you, Mike. Well, Merry Christmas, and I hope everybody has a terrific New Year. Yep, James. and uh, likewise, Happy Christmas, and uh, you know, Merry New Year, that's the wrong way around, but, um, and I hope you uh, manage to unwrap everything that you want to unwrap on Christmas morning. Uh, Merry Christmas, and Happy New Year, and don't get too drunk. I will, of course, say, do get drunk. But if you're going to get drunk, you drink a pint of water before you go to bed. Trust me, it works. Yeah. Drink a and pint two paracetamol. Of water and, and two paracetamol. 
Essentially, your brain shrinks when you get drunk. It's pulling on a tendon, so put moisture back in your brains. Put moisture back in your brains. <laughs> That's it for our show. Is it? Put moisture back in your brains. All of us here at the very classy Hot Toy Cast wish you, our good listeners, big love and epic toys. Ho, ho. Merry Christmas, y'all. Santa Claus is coming to town. <laughs>